Welcome to Steadfast Hope. I'm Stephen Lawson, president of One Passion Ministries. And four times a week, I teach through a portion of scripture to encourage you in your Christian walk. Join me now for this brief devotion in God's Word. You've tuned in to Steadfast Hope. Thank you for joining us. I'm Steve Lawson, joined by Kent Stainback, and we're coming to you from Dallas, Texas. And not just anywhere in Dallas, Texas, but from the iconic, the iconic Herb's House coffee shop here, here in Dallas, Texas. This is where we have the Bible study. Uh, this is where we do Steadfast Hope. So this is just kind of the epicenter, Kent, for, for what's happening in the world, you know. So we're in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 6, and the title of our message today is Personal Holiness. And we, we want to talk about this from this passage. Let me read the passage first of all, and then we'll talk about it, and Kent and I will interact over it. But it's, it's, it's a continuation of a sentence that began in verse 5, and I really do need to reread verse 5, but verse 6 is what we're looking at. Now, for this very reason, also applying all diligence, in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge. Now, here's verse 6, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness. Kent, this, this verse is, is really like a lot of, or many pearls put on a strand to form a necklace. And these are different aspects of what it is to, to be following Christ and to live a godly life and to be pursuing holiness. And, it, and there's kind of a chain reaction going on here where in verse 6 he says, and in your knowledge, let me just pause there. Again, we see underscored the centrality of knowledge in the Christian life, the importance of the truth of, of Scripture in our Christian lives. And so many times people, I think, want to live their Christian life by their feelings and by their emotions, which are true, but they're in the back seat. In the front seat of the car is knowledge. That's what's to be driving our Christian life, a genuine understanding of the truth, a, a correct understanding of sound doctrine. And he says that this knowledge is to produce something in our Christian life. It is to produce self-control. Now, self-control... How, how needed is this today? As we live in a world, people are just flying off the handle. They, they are not just reacting, they're overreacting. Uh, they're shooting a, a, a mosquito with a cannon. And self-control is so needed. Self-control means here to be self-disciplined. It's the picture of an athlete um, working out and knowing the regiment of saying no to certain pleasures in order to pursue what is training and being equipped to compete at a high level as we run the race of faith. And to be self-controlled also carries the idea of being self-restrained or to, to, to be in control of one's self, <clears throat> control of your self-life. Your, 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 your thinking, your, your thought life, you're in control of, 
of your heart, what you allow to stimulate your, your heart. You're, you're in control of the choices that you make. It's a comprehensive self-control. And we know from Galatians 5, 22 and 23, that it's a fruit of the Spirit, that, that God produces the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And the fruit of the Spirit then in turn, he says, and in your self-control, perseverance. And how we need perseverance. People need perseverance every, every day. And the word perseverance talks about endurance and, and steadfastness. To, 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 to keep on keeping on in the will of God and, and, and not throwing in the towel and not giving up. Uh, the word perseverance, is, it's a compound word in the original language, and it, it really means to, to remain under. And the idea is to remain under the stress and to remain under the, the, the challenges and the, and the difficulties that you're facing in your Christian life, to not bail out, to not be seduced by uh, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence but to remain right where God has placed you and to, to, to persevere, to, to, to have an anchor for your soul, to have dropped anchor. And I'm not going to be swayed by the current uh, of this world and be taken downstream. I'm, I'm going to persevere and remain strong in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says, and in your perseverance... Godliness, And we've already talked about godliness in, in verse 3 of the same chapter. And it just means reverential awe for God. That, that the idea is it's not just an external uh, uh, set of actions that we carry out, but it, 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 it emanates from the heart. And there is a godliness, a reverential awe. Uh, there, there is a reverence for, for God that grips us. In the, in the center of our, our being, and it produces this perseverance and this self-control. So these are critical aspects, Kent, of living the Christian life. Uh, th this is what it is to follow Christ. It necessitates knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness. So, Kent, I'm going to toss the ball over to you. What else is there? <laughs> This well, is really strong. Yeah, no, this this is this I have is no questions. Yeah, we call this. Just keep preaching. To th th me. This is big boy football right here. This is. So, Steve, this is this is convicting to me, and I think as as our audiences, viewing audience, are they're listening to this. I think what are you saying then that if we are doing what we should be doing and being where we should be, then there should be this result. Yeah. There should be this self-control. Yeah. So I guess, on the other hand, then, when I feel myself lacking self-control, out of self-control, yeah. whether I lose my temper or lose my thoughts or yeah. whatever it is, that's an indication of what? It's an indication that you're not rooted and grounded in the Word, and the Word is not rooted and grounded in you. Wow. Because the Word makes a has a powerful sanctifying effect in our life. It grips us. It grips us. And it, that also includes the ministry of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. uh, who takes the truth of Scripture 
and, and weaves it into the fabric of, of our soul and, and really keeps us under control. And like, like you just said, it was a great example where, where we're not losing our temper. We're not flying off the handle. We're not overreacting to people. That, that, that there is a, a, a real sense in which God is controlling my thoughts, my attitudes, my words, my emotions, my, my actions, my reactions, that, that God is, is governing really my disposition, how I treat people. Um, th this, in essence, really is the Christian life. This is putting one foot in front of the other and following after Christ and, and imitating Him. So, absolutely. So if I, so I guess back to me. If yeah, I we're, we're back to you. If I snap or <laughs> I get upset or I snap at Amy, yeah. that, those are red lights on the dashboard of my life that should race me back to yes. where? Back to the Word, back to prayer back to consciously giving thought to how the Word needs to be implemented in my life, how I need to be taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, how I need to be setting my mind on things above and not on things of the earth, how I need to seek first the kingdom of God and, and His righteousness on just a constant ongoing basis, how I need to be presenting my life as a living and holy sacrifice to the Lord. I mean, all of those verses that I just quoted are basically saying the same thing, just coming at it from a sure. different sure. angle and perspective. And Ken, it's me. It's, it's, it's everyone who's listening to this. We, we, we need a real, genuine, authentic Christianity. Amen. And, and I think, really, a lot of people conjure up excuses and well, that's just a weakness in me, or that's just my temperament, that's just my personality, none of us are perfect, etc. There needs to be really a wholehearted zeal for moral excellence, and not to settle for living down here in the lowlands, mm, that's good. but to be climbing the mountain of personal holiness mm -hmm. and desire to camp with God on, on the mountaintop and, and to, to live above our circumstances. And, and for there to be a quality of our life that, that is just inexplicable apart from the presence of God at work in our life. So, Kent, uh, I, I'm challenged. I know you are. And I, I trust as you've watched today that, that, that this has been a challenge for your life. And I would just leave you with this final encouragement. To, to, don't settle for just being lukewarm. Don't settle for being just an average Christian. Jonathan Edwards said that he wanted to be the greatest Christian in his generation. I would just challenge you and encourage you to reach out, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, to press on to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Well, every blessing to you in Christ. Thank you for giving your time to, to meet with Kent and me for Steadfast Hope. I pray that this has been a blessing for you. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Steadfast Hope. If this was helpful to your Christian walk, please leave us a review wherever you listen to this show. And if you want to connect on social media, I can be found at Dr. Stephen J. Lawson or 
at One Passion Ministries. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will join me again for the next episode of Steadfast Hope.